the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, Bill Bunkley here. It's the Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show, and we are delighted to have you with us this afternoon. And uh, we've got a lot of things on tap this afternoon. The much-anticipated decision by President Donald Trump came down earlier today, and uh, he has uh, kicked the can down the road. Well, what I mean by that is is that uh, he cannot uh, sign off again on the uh, bi-yearly authorization of approval for the worst deal, he says, ever inked in mankind, and that was uh, the deal between President Barack Obama and many nations of the world with the uh, known terrorist country of uh, Iran. And the leadership there in Tehran uh, is not a real uh, a group of happy campers right now. But what has happened is, is that, uh, so you understand what this means, it simply means that the president said that he can't sign off, and then the um, the deal itself, the mechanism that runs the deal, basically dictates that now that uh, certification is going to go to the United States Congress. So he is going to be um, letting them uh, take a look at this thing. In the meantime, we've gotten some um, very disturbing news that uh, apparently we have some experts that believe that there has indeed been continuing nuclear development uh, in those underground caverns in the area of uh, Iran. Israel is very well uh, well aware of it because they um, they are right next door to uh, the the threats from those ballistic uh, missiles. But um, what what here, here's what we have in case you don't understand why there is such concern. Probably because this deal was so one-sided and so favorable to Iran and so loose. I've read a report that basically, you know, we were told how they were going to have the inspectors in. They were going to be inspecting these sites. I don't think we've had a single inspection in Iran since um, President Obama left office. Now, let that sink in for just a moment. So what you have is a very legitimate concern by uh, our chief executive officer that it's a bad deal. We're not checking on them. But because there were so little teeth in this deal, so little teeth to have the proper checks, the proper balances, that uh, Iran, they got their billions of dollars freed up. Those uh, those resources have already gone out to uh, the terrorist community, and uh, they're riding high right now. So we'll see how this transforms, but um, it's Friday. You know what happens on Friday, though, Michael, don't you? I mean, 
Every week, the president does something big on Friday. And he waits till Friday afternoon. And everybody's going to be drifting off to, uh, you know, college football tomorrow, football on Sunday. That is the the five fans that are left for the NFL by the time that comes around. But uh, anyway, now we will see how this uh, moves forward. I think the the game plan, the strategy, quite frankly, is to simply cause concern among our allies, cause concern among Iran, and I think the gambit for the president is that he will get a better deal. He will get an amended deal as a result of this during this process now that the can has been kicked down the street uh, to the Congress, and the Congress is going to have to uh, to make a decision. So the one-two punch, and by the way, today the president uh, was before the huge gathering of conservatives, uh, the Values Voters Summit, had a great uh, opportunity to uh, talk to the faithful there, and he just keeps on trucking on uh, in terms of um, um, attempting to fill campaign promise after campaign promise after campaign promise. Now, that's making a lot of people frustrated, but the the little reporting that you do get very rarely talks about the fact that uh, the president is just doing what he said he was going to do. Now, we don't... Um, there is uh, much commentary, excuse me, on the president uh, here on uh, our answer stations throughout the day and uh, across the country, if you might, if you will. So we're going to spend um, just a few moments, uh, wrap that up this afternoon, talking about that. Ah, uh, you have no idea what I've been through today. <clears throat> I am, um, you probably, if you've been listening through the week, you know that very shortly tomorrow... <laughs> I don't know what my sinuses have. Did you hear that? We've been pre-recording all afternoon, so where did this come from? You have no idea what I've been through this afternoon. Now, now I got my voice and my sinuses out of nowhere flaring up, and they don't ever flare up like this. But um, anyway, if you would uh, keep me in your thoughts uh, and your prayers, I'm going to be um, flying out tomorrow afternoon from uh, here at Tampa International Airport. I am uh, heading to Beirut, Lebanon. I'll be on assignment uh, for the station there, and I'm going to um, fly out of here and uh, head on uh, out of uh, London down to Beirut, be there for um, several days. And uh, the plan, the game plan at this point is for me to uh, leave very early Friday in Beirut, head back to London, and uh, come back uh, to the States uh, via um, North Carolina. And into Tampa, and uh, going to have a chance to see some of the Christian sites there. Also, um, organization called Heart for Lebanon. You probably uh, have heard me talk about the uh, two million plus refugees that uh, have fled ISIS uh, over the years, and they came across Syria, made the treacherous uh, hike over the mountains there in um, eastern uh, Lebanon and uh, then congregated in the Bekaa Valley. In addition to those families who uh, fled ISIS, uh, we also have families who have fled uh, the Syrian civil war uh, with uh, President uh, Bashad, you know, gassing his people with Syrian gas. So we have uh, 
uh, people who have fled Syria and Lebanon from there. So in the Bacal Valley, we've got uh, in excess of 2 million refugees. And a lot of them are Christian refugees, as you know, that uh, as the people were allowed to leave and flee, uh, Muslims uh, had much more of a of an allowance to come, especially here in this country. In fact, I think uh, one of the last uh, groups that came in under the watch of President Obama, what was it, like four or six? Four or six Christians and the whole other large number was all Muslim. Now, refugees are refugees, but I want to tell you, they have been... Um, They have certainly been mistreated, and I'm going to be spending some time while we're looking at some of the Christian sites just uh, visiting with them as well. So I'm going to come back and uh, have a chance to share about that, uh, particularly in the month of December. But uh, we're going to have some uh, good programming next week, awesome programming. And Michael Miracle is uh, working to get all that lined up. Uh, been working all these hours to make it happen. And so um, we're going to be uh, with you. Uh, for that. Now, I want to just share a little bit. Um, you know, I've been talking about Roger Rivard, and um, I want to just uh, have a chance to uh, talk about that here for just a second. And that is, um, it is uh, an opportunity for you to uh, take advantage of the number one uh, GMC dealership. Uh, here in the state of Florida, when it comes to selling those Sierras, it is Rivard Buick GMC. And this weekend, I know we're going to have a, a few clouds coming through, a little bit of uh, inclement weather. But um, as I mentioned to you, they've got just a just an awesome, awesome opportunity for you to save uh, probably more than any other uh, Buick GMC dealership anywhere throughout uh, central Florida in the I-4 corridor. Now, the way you can uh, judge this for yourself, uh, got a website I want you to go to. You go to RevardBuickGMC.com, RevardBuickGMC.com, and I want you to scroll through there. You can uh, you can put in whether, hey, you're looking for a Sierra truck, fine. You're looking for another uh, vehicle, uh, that's fine. Uh, you can also uh, look at some of the Buicks that are there as well. Look at the deep, deep discounts, and that will tell you why people literally – uh, they come from all over Central Florida. Uh, they come in to uh, uh, Rivar Buick GMC to uh, not only check out their inventory, but they know that um, their business model there allows them to really um, be the the most inexpensive uh, dealer, especially when it comes to the 2007 teams right now, and it will really work out well for your bottom line. So give them a call, 813-620-6500. And uh, uh, give them a call, say hello, and uh, tell them you're coming. And uh, maybe you want to pick out a couple of the cars. You can just write down the inventory numbers. You see the color pictures right there. You can take a test drive when you come to the to the uh, to the lot there. And uh, they're located in Brandon, uh, right off I-75 on Highway 60, just about a mile west uh, on the north side of the road. And um, I tell you what, when you go in, you're going to really see a difference because a lot of their representatives, they've been there for years and years and years. It's like a family. In fact, the average, I believe, uh, was uh, the average person there in terms of a new car representative, about seven years. Now, that's a long time. You know what I mean? Why? 
because uh, it's the way the, the Brevard way is, and that is they will treat you like family. You're going to have a very different experience. It's going to be refreshing, and you're going to have exceptional service. So, um, again, that website, RevardBuickGMC.com, RevardBuickGMC.com. Check them out. All right, uh, let me give you a little bit of programming update. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, Dr. Everett Piper. He is a university president, but not your not your typical university president because uh, he's made it very clear first in a proclamation that if you come to his university, it's not a daycare. And then he wrote a book, Not a Daycare. And I have been waiting to have Dr. Piper with us, and so Dr. Piper is going to be here uh, at about uh, well, the bottom of the hour, and you don't want to miss that uh, interview. I think you're going to be very, very pleased. And by the way, we're going to give away uh, three of his books, and I'm going to tell you that if you want to get Dr. Piper's book, Not a Daycare, keep listening between 4.30 and 5 because we'll tell you when to call, and this is a book that you really want to put in your library, especially if you're a conservative and um you know, the whole idea about personal responsibility is important for you. You definitely want to do that. Now, we had uh, just a programming note in the second hour. We had um, Harry Pearson lined up with Focus on the Family. He's not going to be able to uh, make that happen. So Jay Grimstead is going to be here. We'll have an encore presentation about uh, his new book, Reclaiming Christian, uh, Reclaiming Civilization in the Bible. And then you don't want to miss 530 because Dr. Ted Bearer will be with us, and uh, he knows... Harvey Weinstein himself, and uh, we're going to have a critical conversation about uh, what's been going on in Hollywood, the past that uh, many of them have gotten for all these years, and uh, that's going to be a discussion you just won't want to miss. I'm Bill Bunkley, and reminds you, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at uh, Bill Bunkley, and I look forward to being back in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll see you then. and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen. And it all starts with one call to Christian Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Saturday afternoons at 5. Join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. When a cultural earthquake can be felt, the tremors are unmistakable. And when people are saying, wow, what I thought was nailed down is coming loose. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. 
Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Need cash? Sell unwanted gold and diamond jewelry to Empire Diamond. Call 1-800-728-3425. In the Empire State Building since 1931 and a reputable Better Business Bureau member, Empire is paying the highest prices ever. The time to sell is now. Empire Diamond offers the highest cash prices without any pressure. Don't wait for gold prices to drop. Call 1-800-728-3425. That's 1-800-728-3425. Or visit EmpireDiamond.com. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. I continue to be amazed, and we need to continue to not forget that um, we have fellow Americans out on the left coast that um, have been devastated there in the uh, in the Wine Country Valley area of California. It is, um, it is just absolutely stunning to see what those wildfires have, um, have just demolished. And in fact... Um, you might remember a man by the name of Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz was the creator of Peanuts. Now, uh, Mr. Schultz um, passed away, but uh, I want you to know that his home, his wife um, um, was living in their home. She's 78. They've been there for years and years and years in their hillside home there. Um, and um, she had to uh, evacuate. And they've just been able to get back to the house, and guess what? Absolutely, totally destroyed. The house was uh, a virtual museum of um, just just probably things that would have been worth millions of dollars when you added them all up, and that's all the memorabilia from Peanuts and Charles Schultz, and um, it's all gone, just, just all gone. Uh, they built it back in the 70s. And uh, until Mr. Schultz uh, uh, passed away, well, that's uh, where where he was. Now, the family is saying that uh, basically um, all of the memorabilia, everything is gone. I'm looking at some of the pictures of some of the items that uh, were in the house, and um, it is just stunning. And uh, so far, uh, we have uh, 26 people who have uh, died from this storm. Some of those are uh, first responders. And um, we know here, because of what happened in our in our storm, how difficult it is to recover. Well, I don't know if I told you yesterday, um, I'm having an interesting time with the U.S. Corps of Engineers. <laughs> you might remember that uh, my mother-in-law, Mrs. Bunkley's mom, um, her house, her... Um, her uh, double-wide manufactured home. It has a has a uh, shingled roof. Uh, suffered some roof damage when uh, Irma came through, and um, uh, she stayed with us. And so I went over and assessed the damage and decided that we try and get a blue roof. And then, as I warned you and have been warning you about those blue roofs, they they, they nail them on. So unless you're really thinking about replacing your roof, you don't want them coming out and nailing those blue tarps on. So fortunately, I. Um, had a chance to get someone who was able to make the roof repairs the same day or actually the next day. And um, since I had to go from Tampa to Lake Nabarto 
airport to sign the paperwork. Then, to cancel it, I had to drive and do it in person as well after picking up my mother-in-law. So we did that. In fact, uh, I'm glad I took the picture front and back of that. We were in a Quonsum hut, temporary setup for the Corps as they were working in disaster relief. So I uh, get a panicked call earlier this week. My mother-in-law was over caring for a friend who'd got a flu bug or something, cold. And people were just coming down from her roof. Seems like the, uh, the Corps of Engineers did not handle the cancellation. And now the roof that I fixed has a bunch of nails in it and a big blue tarp. So, uh, fortunately, I um, you can't call anybody locally. So, only because I have a little experience at how to maneuver the bureaucracy, I, I thought it would be a good idea to just start at the top. So, so, I, so I called the headquarters of uh, um, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and got a sympathetic soul who got a sympathetic soul who got a sympathetic soul and after about five or six hours i'm very pleased with the process because i've talked to and i'm not going to give his name out nor his phone number going to respect that but uh anyway once i and by the way once i i contacted him and i said hey let me let me text this over so they immediately saw and by the way i canceled it on the 28th of september uh, so you can do the math. It wasn't even close. So anyway, we are uh, we are going to see what we can do to, I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, obviously, I've got a, a roof with a bunch of nail holes in it now when they go to take that blue roof off. And uh, had an interesting conversation last night after the show because I, I was just inquiring, why would people come out and put a perfectly good roof and put a blue tarp on it well basically because the guys that are the crews they're working for a a a big song subcontractor that they've got the contract with uh, the corps of engineers those guys could be gals who knows got to be careful how i say that nowadays you know the crew that came out um as the discussion wound up i mean honestly they're not paid to think um and I don't say that disrespectful because on one hand, they have tried to tell the crews that, look, if you pull up on a house and it looks like either there's no damage or the roof's been repaired, do not just go on to the next, give us a call, and let's just verify it. Well, these guys are getting paid driving from point A to point B. They get paid for the amount of square footage of blue tarp that's on a roof, and, uh, you know, when you have a disaster, you want to make hay. So you want to put as many blue tarps up as possible. So they're not really worried about that. Now, the other thing to their credit was apparently there's been some roof damage that you can't tell the roof is damaged, but the damage, the roof's been leaking. So that's another reason why they don't, you know, just, uh, you know, kind of make a phone call. But, uh, another reason why I mentioned that to you is that, um, between that and uh, <laughs> I'll tell this story when I get back, but Mike, Mike will know, Mike can certify to you that I, I've had one of those unique days the last three or four hours uh, trying to get some important things lined up, um, all having to do with my uh, 
with my travel uh, halfway around the world, and it's been uh, it's been a day. So I all I, all I say all that to let you know that when you have a bad day, you're not the only one that has a bad day. And when you see when you see and listen people who are in the media, you you know they come on, they're on, they're doing their thing. And it seems like they never live a real life. They never have real life challenges. I just want you to know I'm a real guy here with uh, real life challenges. And uh, so when you want to commiserate with me, I'll be uh, right here for you. But you know what? All that said, we live in the greatest country of the world. And we have the best opportunities here. And uh, it is up to us to overcome those little hills, overcome those challenges, and realize that we just got to push forward because it's um, it's very important for us to to keep that attitude. Now, talking about attitude and talk about having the right character and integrity. Hey, you don't want to go anywhere because coming up in just a moment, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Everett Piper. He's written a new book, University President, Not a Daycare. And what he means is this campus is not a daycare. Don't come here expecting it to be a daycare. Don't miss this interview. If you're a conservative, social conservative, you're going to like what you're going to hear. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've been to Open House, signed progress reports and permission slips, and unfortunately, the doubts about your child's school you had in August have proven true. It's not too late to change. At ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find quality private schools like Tampa Bay Christian Academy for half off the first year's tuition. Tampa Bay Christian Academy in Central Tampa educates for eternity with grades K-5 through 12. One half off tuition is left at ChristianTuitions.com. Sunday mornings at 7.30, don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but not only that, he gives us life, he gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Sometimes it may feel like the troubles of the world are pulling us down. When that happens, we should pick ourselves back up with the power of God's love. Godvine.com makes it easy to brighten even the darkest day with uplifting and inspiring videos and stories chosen especially for you to lift you up and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. From powerful stories of healing, miracles, and angels to heartwarming videos of love, surprises, and joy to cute and funny videos that'll have you laughing out loud. Godvine has just what you need for the best uplifting videos filled with joy, hope, and love to brighten your day. Join millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. For a happier day right away, visit us at Godvine.com. Godvine.com. That's Godvine.com. Is it lawful to censor religion at a public school graduation? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. 
I hear all the time around this time of year that valedictorians of high school classes aren't able to use the name of Jesus Christ in their speeches. We had a young man at a high school graduation I attended recently that not only proclaimed the name of Jesus as his Lord and Savior publicly, but explained that he was the only uh, way of salvation. And at the end of his speech, he received a standing ovation. There are young men and young women who are still allowed to do that. Well, Nancy, you know, that's great news. Because, and the fact of the matter is, if a student is selected as the valedictorian or the class president and they're entitled to speak, they cannot have a religious message censored. That's called viewpoint discrimination. The American Center for Law and Justice is here to defend our religious liberties. Learn more about the American Center for Law and Justice on our website at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Thanks, Julie. And coming up next, is there rain in your weekend forecast? We'll find... Hey. Hi. It's been a while. Great place and nice neighborhood. You must have a strong community association board. Thanks. I guess so, but I don't pay any attention to that stuff. Seriously? How do you know for sure the board and community manager are making the right decisions to protect your investment? I don't, but what am I supposed to do? You can get involved and connect with CAI. CA what? CAI, Community Associations Institute, they're a nonprofit group that has helped us build a great community. They have free resources for your association board, professional training for community managers, and helpful information for homeowners. Thanks. I'll definitely do that. Is the time and investment you have made in your home and community protected? Be a smart homeowner and visit CAI at responsiblecommunities.com. Bill Bunkley here, and I want to tell you, I have been anticipating an opportunity to uh, speak with my next guest for quite some time. Um, it, it's been a little while since uh, his essay came out. Uh, he wrote uh, an essay called Why I, I Am a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas, and uh, the viral op-ed that he wrote, the one that I really focused on, this is not a daycare, it's a university. Some of you may know already I'm talking about Dr. Everett Piper. And uh, he is a bold and courageous conservative university leader and uh, one of my heroes, i got to tell you. He is president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and um, he has um, been very much involved in the public arena uh, of late because of uh, his calling out the liberal universities of our land and uh, what they are doing to our students in the process. In 2015, he received the uh, Gene Kapatrick Award for Academic Freedom from the Bradley Foundation and the Conservative Political Action Committee. My audience knows that as CPAP. He's been on numerous uh, national and cable TV shows and radio programs. He also writes routinely, routinely for a number of publications. He is uh, from Hillsdale, Michigan, and his wife, um, and he have two sons. And Dr. Piper, again, thank you for being with us today. Oh, I'm honored to be on your show, Bill. Thank you. Let's go back to where the wheels started falling off of the wagon. You have uh, been a keen observer of this. At what point in the last two, three, four decades did we really get past this idea that you go to a university 
to learn from a, a lot of different areas of uh, study and point of view to where now you go to a university, you either buy into one view or you're going to be ostracized. When did this start happening? You know, we could sit around and uh, I could presume to tell you it happened in the 60s or the 50s or whatever. But frankly, frankly, I think the point is this. If you go back to 1948, for example, Richard Weaver wrote a seminal work, and it was titled Ideas Have Consequences. And what was his point in this, in this particular book? Well, you don't even have to crack the cover. The point was ideas have consequences. Ideas matter. And when you teach good ideas, you get good culture, good kids, and good community. And when you teach bad ideas, you get the opposite. Garbage in, garbage out. Your grandma was, a, grandma was right. Um, we always reap the consequences of the ideas that we inculcate in the next generation of leaders. And why is 1948 important in this anecdote? It's because Weaver was looking backward just a handful of years to what? World War II. He was looking back at Hitler, who said, let me control the textbooks and I will control the state. Mm. In other words, Weaver was saying we should have seen this coming. It was as predictable as the sunrise. We imbibed these terrible ideas that bore the consequences of the Holocaust. And what we have today in our campuses is this. We've been teaching self-absorption and narcissism for decades, and now we're somehow surprised to find self-absorption narcissistic students pouting and preening and protesting in the campus green. We're reaping the consequences of the terrible ideas that we've been teaching. Mm. And by the way, I want to remind you that sometime uh, during the next few moments, as I've been uh, suggesting, I have three copies of uh, Dr. Piper's new book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning the Truth. Uh, he is the co-author of, uh, this is a must, must read, by the way, and we're going to have three copies of that to give away here in, in just a few moments. When I look at what's happening on our college campuses, and, and even uh, as of late, um, of course, we're down here in Florida, we've got two or three state schools, we've had a, uh, we have these controversies uh, of bringing in someone to speak, and hundreds of thousands of dollars are having to be uh, spent from university funds for security. Um, it, this is so upside down. Um, how do we begin to even correct this? Now, I know we're going to get into how you lead the campus there at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University. But uh, for a lot of our state schools, and I want to get to a question later about the fear of sending my son to one of our state schools. Is this thing even close to being reversible? solution is the time-tested nature of objective truth, truth setting us free rather than power, politics, or opinions. I don't give you a diploma in opinions at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I don't pat you on the back on graduation day and say, congratulations, you majored in opinions. I actually hope you learn something here. C.S. Lewis told us that you can do no measuring without a measuring rod outside of those things being measured. I'll say that again. You can do no measuring without a measuring rod outside of those things being measured. And what does that mean? It means you've got to have the standard of truth to engage in a debate. If somebody listening to me right now, for example, disagrees with me, my question would be, in what context do you disagree? Is it just your opinion or do you actually think I'm wrong? If you think I'm wrong, you think you're right. Therefore, you're assuming a measuring rod that proves me to be wrong. The only way that we can get a good education, whether it be a secular university or a Christian university, is to recognize what Oxford still has on its shield some 1,000 years after its founding, veritas, Latin for truth. 
if truth isn't the object of the academy of education, and if we're just going to prop up our feelings and our opinions, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. We have to return to truth being the measuring rod of a good education, not politics and not power and not opinions. Mm. Now, you have had, uh, well, one major uh, incident that I believe you've been sharing about uh, as you were sharing uh, in a class on your university. But um, instead of university students, uh, I would have, I would assume they're not going to be coming to your university with this mindset. But, uh, you know, uh, a student can go to a class and be offended by a professor. And uh, then all of a sudden, then the professor is is asked to uh, maybe even revise history, revise the content. Is truth truth or is truth what we want it to be? What is the purpose and the role of the modern university? Well, this is a key question for every parent that's thinking of sending his kids off to college. You must ask this question of the president and of the dean of the college that you're considering. What's your view of truth? Then be quiet and listen. If he says truth is an objective reality, if it's a self-evident truth endowed to us by our creator, if it's out there to be grasped and be pursued and to be found, then that's a good answer. If he believes in this postmodern mush, the truth is nothing but a cultural construct, then don't waste your money because they don't believe in anything other than what the power base decides is right and just and wrong and, and, uh, and, and, and true. In other words, opinions will prevail at that campus rather than a meaningful education that's actually grounded in something that's permanent. Here's an anecdote. If you're going to uh, administer medication to me on the basis of your opinion, stay away from me. You're dangerous. You're not a good nurse. You're not a good doctor. You're a dangerous person because you don't know what you're doing. If you're going to design airplanes on the basis of your opinion, tell me which one it is that you designed because it's not going to fly. Opinions always lead to bondage and slavery and disaster. Jesus told us you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We cannot allow education to digress to nothing but the power base. And we see this happening at places like Evergreen State right now, where a liberal professor was actually excoriated and expelled from campus because he dared to challenge the status quo of gender-neutral pronouns and that nonsense. We see it happening at the University of Toronto for the same reason. We see campuses like Berkeley and Brown and uh, Oberlin and Emory, where they're actually demanding counseling centers for students that feel offended because of the results of a presidential election. And they have Play-Doh and bubbles and coloring books and crayons at these counseling centers. I'm not making this stuff up. This is nonsense. It's not common sense. It's not grounded in anything that's good education. It's terrible education. Now, Dr. Everett Piper, you you sort of put this together in chapter number two. It's called the, uh, your chapter is entitled, The Snowflake Insanity. Talk about the snowflakes uh, a little bit more in terms of why did you select this particular term to to represent uh, what you're seeing out there of these kids that are coming very ill-prepared to uh, really get come to a university for a well-rounded uh, uh, education? Well, actually, I'm not the one that coined the word snowflake. It's actually coming from others, but it's a it's a perfect uh, it's a perfect uh, uh, analogy uh, label to give to the millennial generation because they're so fragile, they're so soft, they're so delicate that if anybody provides any heat whatsoever in the classroom or otherwise, they melt and they claim that they've been victimized and that you should have issued a trigger warning and that they're the victim of of a, of a microaggression. These are new terms that they're laying over the top of debate, and really, what it all means is I don't like your ideas, 
they offended me. They made me feel uncomfortable. They challenged me. Therefore, you should be silenced. I don't want to listen to you. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never grown a lick in my life without some sort of tension and dissonance. Um, the uh, Proverbs tell us, as iron sharpens iron, let one man sharpen another. The old athletic axiom is where there's no pain, there's no gain. Our students today, by and large, this culture dismisses that wisdom and expects to be made comfortable rather than confronted. And frankly, that's not what I'm going to do at Oklahoma Wesleyan University. I don't want you to feel comfortable. I don't want you to be comforted and cuddled. I actually want you to be a man of character, and you're not going to get there unless I confront you. That's the power of good education. It confronts you with the truth rather than cuddling you in your own self-deception and self-actualization and self-absorption. Now, I want to say, by the way, we have three copies of the book I'm highly recommending this afternoon. If you're not uh, uh, providential in terms of winning one of these three copies, uh, you definitely want to get this book ASAP. Uh, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. And my guest today is co-author Dr. Everett Piper. Um, Not so much there at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan University, Dr. Piper, but... uh, that set of standards you're talking about. And then I think about the kids today. Uh, boy, a tool that has been used to just really turn them upside down is the new social media, the new narcissism that comes, and now everything's about a selfie. I mean, we, as uh, those of us that are uh, followers of Christ, we, we have been taught years, decades before about this idea of uh, of pride and, uh, you know, the world centers around me. But now we have the, the tools out there that these kids absolutely don't have a chance. I would imagine even at your university, there are some students that arrive who hadn't really gotten a memo on this. And uh, their first uh, semester or two probably is a little bit rocky, right? It is. I'm getting the kids out of your youth groups, out of your churches, out of your high schools, and out of your culture. And therefore, they're coming me with, coming to me with these problems. It's not as if I'm going to be able to avoid that. Um, sorry, if you're hearing the rain, there's a rain on my truck right now, so I'm going to have to talk through that. That's just um, truth. You're just telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> sitting here in a rainstorm as I'm trying to talk to you. I'm so sorry. But anyway, the point is this. These kids are coming out of your culture, your churches, your communities, and yes, they bring those problems to my campus. The question isn't whether or not I get those kids with those problems. The question is, what do I do about it? Am I going to coddle them or am I going to confront them? Most universities are going to coddle them and make them feel comfortable. Uh, University of Missouri is going to do that. Evergreen State's going to do that. Oberlin's going to do that. Berkeley's going to do that. Brown's going to do that. Emory's going to do that. I confront it because I expect them to grow up. I expect them to be people of character when they graduate from here. I don't want them to be comfortable in their immaturity. Mm. Now, we're going to take a break here in just a moment. And uh, Dr. Piper has graciously agreed to a holdover for a few more moments before we get to the top of the hour. The book that I'm recommending, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Uh, In just a few moments, we'll give you a chance to call in. We'll be taking three separate callers. I have three separate copies of uh, Dr. Everett Piper's book, and we'll tell you when to call in. More of the Bill Bunkley show along with Dr. Everett Piper coming up in a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, let's talk about the distractions going on elsewhere. I keep 
weekday mornings at 8. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. This centurion, a hardened soldier, he came to Jesus with faith in his heart. He trusted for Jesus to do something significant, and Jesus acted in response to his faith. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here. If you're looking at the new GMC Sierra, don't go any further than the number one volume Sierra dealer in the state of Florida, Rivard Buick GMC. Number one in volume means number one in price, and Rivard beats all other dealers hands down on both. The new Sierra 1500 Denali with V8 power, steel chassis, and available tow package can handle well over 9,000 pounds of boat, camper, or whatever you need to move from here to there. And the well-appointed spacious interior makes the Sierra just right for work or a weekend getaway. Right now at Rivard Buick GMC, you can save up to $10,500 on a new GMC Sierra 1500 Denali. Couple big savings on your new Sierra with Rivard's refreshing one-on-one customer service, and it's a no-brainer. You've got to go to Rivard. View the options available for your new Sierra 1500 Denali at RivardBuickGMC.com, then visit in person at Rivard Buick GMC, Route 60 Brandon, and tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. Is this thing on? Okay. This is Dr. Rod, and I am the president of Sola Scriptura Bible College. I am taping radio spots here on WTBN. I don't know anything about radio, but I do know a great Bible college. Here's the bare facts Bible college, $1,000 a year for everything. Study every chapter of the Bible in four years. Be mentored by professors with earned degrees. Classes meet only two Saturdays a month. Let's see, I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah, $1,000 a year total investment, whole Bible chapter by chapter, trained professors, meets only two Saturdays a month. Oh, yeah, call me for information at 727-614-6372. That's right, call me. At 727-614-6372. At these prices, I can't afford a full-time secretary. 727-614-6372. Messages that inspire, that give hope, life, and spiritual transformation, and a safe place that you can grow in your faith. I'm Bob Lapine from Family Life Today, and if this sounds like something you could use, visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems like there is none. Now all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online today at ChristianRadio.com or download the free mobile app.
Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here, and uh, we are excited to have uh, with us this afternoon Dr. Everett Piper. He's president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Uh, tell you what, if you really want to get a good education, tell you what, as uh, long as he's at the helm, uh, boy, tell you what, it would be exciting to attend that. If I was a parent wanting to have my son or my daughter raised uh, in a well-balanced environment, the book is uh, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. I'm highly recommending that this afternoon. So I know you've been waiting. Give us a call right now, 877-943-9673. That's toll-free, 877-943-9673. Callers number one two and three it's going to be a rapid one here first one's the call one two three we have a copy waiting for you to pick up here at our studios not a daycare the devastating consequences of abandoning the truth and i want to tell you if you've got a mom or mom or dad out there that your son or daughter is either getting ready to graduate uh like uh like this year or getting ready to start looking at colleges, you want to be in the contest to see if you can uh, be one of our first three callers at 877-943-9673. If not, you have to get a copy of the uh, of the book. I want to ask you a question, Dr. Piper, and that is, um, even among, you know, here we have um, moms and dads who are from the, the secular point of view, and then we have moms and dads from the Christian worldview, but even let's just talk about the the Christian subset. Um, you cannot make uh, any sort of assumptions of the kids that are coming to your university just because they were raised in a Christian home. Because today, the influence of the culture and the influence of all you know the internet, social media. Um, I guess people would assume that you have all these students that really get it when they get there. But uh, to what degree do you have to really spend some um, just some basic uh, time with your students to get them in the groove so that they can excel in this environment you're providing for them, uh, which is a, a truthful environment? Oh, we have to be very intentional today, and most Christian colleges aren't. Almost none of the secular institutions are. Let me tell you a story. The reason I wrote this book, Not a Daycare, is because I actually had this real scenario happen on my campus. It was after chapel about two years ago. Uh, The homily was on 1 Corinthians 13. A required chapel, we had a sermon, a chapel on 1 Corinthians 13, which, as everybody knows, is the quintessential love chapter of the Bible, love Mm -hmm. is patient, love is kind. We actually had a student approach the speaker after the chapel and say, you offended me. You singled me out. You made me feel uncomfortable. The kid actually felt he'd been victimized by 1 Corinthians 13. (laughs) I was incredulous. I couldn't believe it. At my institution, where we are boldly and unapologetically focused on the truth of Christ and the truth of Scripture, the primacy of Jesus Christ, the priority of Scripture, the pursuit of truth and the practice of wisdom. That's our foundation. That's our mission. And I've got a kid offended by 1 Corinthians 13. I wrote an op-ed that week, and I said, my land. You know that discomfort you had when you heard that sermon? It's called your conscience, and you might want to attend to it. And if you expect us to coddle you rather than confront you, to make you feel comfortable rather than build your character, you might want to go to a different university. And then I concluded by saying this. We don't issue trigger warnings on altar calls here. This is a university, my land. It's not a daycare. And that this is not a daycare comment led to my book, Not a Daycare, which has led to this particular radio interview. So, yes, we have to be very intentional, even within the Christian community, because I've got kids.
things you guys are sending me that are offended by love is patient, love is kind. Mm. And you know, Dr. Piper, got about a minute left, but uh, the last time I checked, and I, I was hoping that you would, in fact, I was going to prompt you if you didn't uh, share that uh, testimony because I picked that up very early on and reported about it. But, you know, uh, my entire walk and, and study the scriptures, if I don't read something that makes me uncomfortable, uh, from time to time, if I don't read something to where I've got to get my act together, why am I reading it at all? And that's what makes the comments from this this student so remarkable. Absolutely. C.S. Lewis told us of the great lion Aslan that he is not safe, but he's good. I'll say it one more time. The great lion Aslan is not safe, but he's good. Let's paraphrase that. The great lion of the liberal arts, the great lion of the university, the great lion of the ivory tower is not supposed to be safe, but it is good. There's a great difference between safe education and good education, and I'd much rather have the second and not the first. I want to tell you, this is a must read. You will be delighted by uh, the book I'm recommending today, uh, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning the Truth. And uh, just to give you two or three of the titles, how about this? Chapter five, Ideas Have Consequences. Hello, uh, chapter seven, The Prodigal University. Um, uh, chapter 10, our cultural aversion to adversity and, uh, you know, advice for concerned parents. Number 14, that should be enough right there to tell you to pick up your copy of, uh, not a daycare, the devastating consequences of abandoning truth by my guest today, Dr. Everett Piper, Dr. Piper, we're all out of time, but my friend, thank you. Seminal work. And, uh, we appreciate you being with us today. I'm honored. Blessings to you, and thank you for having me on. Take care, my friend. God bless. All righty, that'll wrap up the uh, first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show on this Friday afternoon. Coming up next, Jay Sekulow, my colleague, will be on AM 860 and 930. Uh, the Biz Channel will be signing off for now. And tune in for uh, Movie Guide and Focus on the Family coming up on AM 570 and 910, the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away, because I'll be right back. Paramount Pictures and Pure Flix comes same kind of different as me. Ron and Debbie Hall have everything they could ever want, except for a loving marriage. But when Debbie befriends a homeless man, their lives begin to intersect, and they are all changed forever. Amazing how far a little tender love and care can go. Same kind of different as me, based on the incredible true story and best-selling book. In theaters October 20th, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. For tickets and showtimes, go to samekindofdifferentasmemovie.com. Do you have a family member who's getting older and can no longer be safely left alone? With Visiting Angels, America's Choice in Senior Home Care, your parents and older family members can continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Experienced, compassionate caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meal preparation, and light housework up to 24 hours per day at affordable rates. To restore your family's peace of mind, call Visiting Angels toll-free today at 877-374-LIVE or at visitingangels.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
President Trump announced today he'll immediately halt payments to insurers under the Obama-era health care law that he's been trying to persuade Congress to unravel for months. Mr. Trump says the subsidy payments for low-income people did not benefit anybody other than health insurance companies. The insurance companies have made a fortune. That money was a subsidy and almost, you could say, a payoff to insurance companies. And what we have to do is come up with great health care. And he dared Democrats to act on his proposal. What would be nice if the Democratic leaders could come over to the White House, we'll negotiate some deal that's good for everybody. That's what I'd like. At least a dozen states plan to sue the federal government over the decision. Attorneys General from California, Connecticut, Kentucky, Massachusetts, and New York are among those announcing they'll file the lawsuit in federal court in California. President Trump is turning to Congress to address what he says are the many flaws in the Iran nuclear deal. The president announced he's not going to recertify the Iran deal, stopping short of having the U.S. withdraw. He wants lawmakers to address the issue and make sure the Iranian regime can never threaten the U.S. with nuclear weapons. In the event we are not able to reach a solution working with Congress and our allies, then the agreement will be terminated. He also announced new sanctions against Iran's elite revolutionary guard for supporting terrorism. Greg Clugston, the White House. More than 30 people have died in the deadliest week of wildfires in California history. Thousands had to flee, leaving everything. California's Director of Emergency Services, Mark Gilarducci, says he knows how hard it's been for those families that have had to leave their homes. Those affected by the fires, and we understand that lives have been changed forever by these events. This is difficult. On Wall Street, that out by 31 points to 22,872. The Nasdaq rose 14. The S&P advanced two. More at townhall.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 4880 or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. House Speaker Paul Ryan is going out of his way to assure Puerto Ricans that the federal government is committed to long-term hurricane recovery. The Speaker leading a congressional delegation for a first-hand look at what the general in charge of recovery calls the worst hurricane devastation he has ever seen. This is, of all things, an area of responsibility for the government at all levels of government. And Ryan assuring the victims... We are all in this with each other for the long haul to make sure that this island survives, that this is a beautiful place to raise a family to grow, to have an an economy that that can kick off great jobs. Congress has already approved more than $50 billion in disaster relief for the hurricanes and wildfires. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. Responding to consumer concerns about exhaust fumes, Ford is offering to inspect and repair Explorer SUVs from 2011 on at no cost to owners. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.
while turkeys are increasingly clashing with humans as they spread into urban areas. New England's turkey population has rebounded after being wiped out in the 1800s, but some residents now complain the birds destroy gardens, damage cars, and even attack people. An Associated Press review of public records found that complaints about wild turkeys have surged in Boston and many of its suburbs in recent years. In at least five cases, turkeys became so aggressive that police said they had to shoot them as a matter of public safety. Some residents say the birds are a menace. Others say they enjoy their presence. Bob Agnew reporting. Former New Orleans Mayor Ray Nagin has asked a federal judge to throw out his corruption conviction, citing a recent Supreme Court decision making it more difficult to convict public officials of bribery. Nagin filed a motion to vacate, set aside, or correct his 10-year sentence for bribery, honest services wire fraud, conspiracy to commit bribery and money laundering, and filing false tax returns. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Welcome back for the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show on this Friday afternoon. Delighted to have you with us. Have a programming note. Uh, We were going to hook up with Dr. Harry Pearson from Focus on the Family with our weekly chat, and uh, we were not able to uh, get that uh, taken care of in the last few minutes here, and so that's going to be a programming note here. We are going to have an encore presentation of my conversation with Dr. Jay Grimstead, Reclaiming Civilization uh, in the Bible. That's going to come up in just a moment. But what you don't want to miss is uh, we're going to be going out to Hollywood, California, and uh, with our time with Movie Guide, not only are we going to be talking to them about the Harvey uh, Weinstein situation, both Dr. Ted Bear, who knew the Hollywood mogul, as well as Ben Kaiser, both will be joining me at the bottom of the hour for a very frank and direct discussion, not only about the abuse, the alleged abuse by this, uh, uh, this Hollywood icon, so they say, uh, but also uh, the pervasiveness of this uh, industry-wide. All that and more is coming up uh, just after the bottom of the hour as we go out the movie guide, and uh, I suggest that you don't want to miss that. So, got a great show lined up for you this afternoon. I uh, hope that uh, you're getting ready for a very blessed weekend in the Lord. All that and more in the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The United States recently witnessed a tragic example of hypocrisy in high office on the question of the sanctity of human life. Pennsylvania Republican Congressman Tim Murphy has a voting pattern of defending the sanctity of human life and only lately was amongst those who voted to ban abortion after 20 weeks. However, court proceedings revealed that when Congressman Murphy discovered that his mistress may be expecting a child, he repeatedly suggested that she abort the unborn baby. The political pressure became increasingly heavy after the revelation. Initially, Representative Murphy announced that he would retire at the end of his term. Subsequently, he told Speaker of the House Paul Ryan that he would resign effective October the 21st. This kind of hypocrisy at this level on the question of the sanctity of human life is not only immoral, it's downright deadly. Day by day, vote by vote, headline by headline, America's soul on the question of the dignity and sanctity of human life is becoming more apparent. I'm Albert Moeller. What do you say when you're asked about abortion, suicide, euthanasia, and capital punishment? You know how you feel, but can you share your thoughts effectively, compassionately? Do you know what the Bible says? Now you can, with the help of Pastor Philip DeCourcy from Know the Truth Radio. Not all killing is murder. There is a distinction between taking innocent life and taking the life of those guilty of heinous crimes. Pastor Philip wants you to have a free USB flash drive with his biblical teachings on matters of life and death. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword life. When God dies in the mind of a culture, man dies. Pastor Philip confronts the moral issues of our time in matters of life and death. It could help you influence others to preserve, not destroy life. Ask for your free USB flash drive. Log on to letstalkfaith.com keyword life. That's letstalkfaith.com keyword life. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. But but I've learned that as I say no, my resolve is strengthened. Then when sin comes, I can say no because I've disciplined myself to say no. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here, and uh, I'm excited to have uh, a, just an absolutely very interesting conversation 
about, uh, quite frankly, some controversial issues as they relate to our culture today in a marvelous book that is uh, taking them straight on from biblical worldview. My guest today is Dr. Jay Grimstead. And uh, he, along with uh, Eugene Calvin Klingman, have co-authored a book, Rebuilding Civilization on the Bible, Proclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Now, before we get into the book, let me share a little bit about uh, uh, Dr. Grimstead. Uh, He graduated from Fuller Seminary, both with a master's and a doctorate uh, divinity degree, and spent 20 years on staff with Young Life Campaign. But the past 30 years, he has been organizing theologians and leaders to clarify and defend the historic church's biblical stand on the major controversial issues plaguing the church at this point in history. He organized the International Council on Biblical Biblical Inerrancy in 1977 that created the definitive statement on biblical inspiration. The 19 Articles on Biblical Inerrancy. In 1984, he founded the Coalition on Revival, which created the 17 Worldview documents, which are blueprints for how the Bible applies to the major areas of life. And then in 1992, CORE organized the International Church Council Project, which created 18 of their 22 theological documents. And with that, Dr. Jay Grimstead, it's an honor to have you with us this afternoon. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we talk about uh, some interesting aspects in terms of inerrancy, talk a little bit about the book. It is Rebuilding uh, Civilization on the Bible, Proclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Tell us about the book and also tell us in anticipation of uh, the next church council meetings that are be coming up pretty soon in Europe. Yes. Uh, over the last 40 years, uh, I have been... Uh, uh, I say the Lord has led me, and I really hope that's so. <laughs> Gather theologians from wide range of uh, denominations and create these 24 documents, starting with the ICBI that we started in 1977. But the interesting thing is right out of evangelical Bible-oriented soil in colleges and seminaries and churches and organizations came about every 18 months came another uh, falsehood, like one of them was the omniscience of God. They doubt that, and they call it the openness of God. They think God does not know the future, and they're teaching that in some seminaries. That was one. We had to jump on that, so we gathered some guys together. They wrote this thing. We boiled it down into uh, affirmations and denials, sort of a creed-like concentrated dose of the main points. And from then on, we before long, we knew we had 24 of these things. Well, in the last 40 years, it's taken to get those. But that that's still each, each falsehood that sprang up like weeds, we jumped on with a bunch of theologians and wrote this uh, antidote, as it were, to this poison coming out. And that, that the book is a compilation of those 24 documents, plus bill at the end are a whole bunch of, uh, I call them Reformation appendix items, mm-hmm. um, like one one of them uh, on appendix number uh, G is a college survey for parents 
questions for parents to ask college professors of a school they think they're going to send their boy or girl to and find out what they there's 40 questions there and these 40 questions really deal with liberalism when an evangelical college or seminary goes liberal uh, they tend to go liberal on at least several of these 40 points. We pick out the exact points where people go liberal. Hmm. So it's a good test for parents. That's the kind of thing I mean by Reformation tools in the back of the book in the appendix. Hmm. That appendix, what a very valuable resource. Now, what I'd like to do, uh, Dr. Grimstead, let, let's kind of uh, take a little walk through a couple of issues here. And uh, and the first thing, uh, it's just amazing to me uh, that uh, Dr. Francis Schaefer, uh, very noted theologian, um, was uh, your mentor. And uh, first of all, I want you to, because in our audience today, we may have some folks that we're, we're throwing some terms around they may not be familiar with if they're either seekers or, or new Christians. So um, Dr. Francis Schaefer, well-respected theologian, um, you talk about the inerrancy of the Bible. What does it mean in terms of the inerrancy of the Bible? Uh, and also then talk about the, the, the watershed of the evangelical world uh, being that inerrancy. Thank you. Those uh, are the key questions that every evangelical should answer. The, ev- the, the point here is that the kind of Bible that God gave Moses and uh, uh, David and uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Paul and G- G- John and what Jesus said, that kind of Bible, they all mean the same thing. And what they're talking about is the Bible, this book, that's come come in stages and books, are the very words of God that he wanted written down as if God had the pen in his hand and he wrote the words. And it's 100% written of God and because it's inspired, and it's 100% written by men. It's not 50-50 or 30-70 or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like Jesus Christ is 100% God and 100% man at the same time without us having to understand how that's possible. So the Bible is 100% of God and 100% of man. And uh, it's inerrant. That is, it's all true. They're not historical mistakes or scientific mistakes. It's all true because God wrote it and intended it for it to be true. And when you have that kind of Bible, you're able to lay your life down for this cause and uh, you you don't want any other kind of Bible. If you have a Bible that's part, that you believe is part true and part false, you're not going to die for that kind of truth mm-hmm. that you sort of choose. Well, maybe this one is one of the true ones. And so it's very foundational. What Dr. Francis Schaeffer meant by the inerrancy of the Bible is the watershed of the evangelical world is that Every evangelical in the world, whether he's consciously aware of it as some kind of a scholar or not aware of it at all, like most evangelicals, is on one side or the other of the watershed. And the watershed is the the, the inerrancy of the Bible. But a watershed technically in Switzerland and in America, in the Rocky Mountains, there's uh, uh, an imaginary line but it is a very real line geographically where the, wa- the snow that comes down on the Rocky Mountains, if it's two or three feet to one side to the uh, west side of the continental divide, 
all of the snow from that side of the mountain will go into the Pacific Ocean, mainly through the Colorado River and the Snake River and all, and make its way out. Uh, and all, all the water, all the snow that comes down on the east side of this, uh, just a few feet away even from this imaginary line, will melt and end up in the Atlantic Ocean by going first through the, uh, generally it's the uh, Arkansas River into the uh, Missouri or Mississippi River. I think it's the Missouri River. And then on down to the uh, Gulf of Mexico. But that, so what I'm saying is where you stand on the inerrancy of the Bible absolutely philosophically and logically de determines where you are headed on all other issues mm -hmm. once you start dealing with an issue. With an inerrant Bible, it's real clear truth, what is right and what's wrong, and what is true and what is false. With the a Bible that's part true and part false, you're nowhere, and you don't have a Bible on which you can build a strong group of leaders for the next generation. Mm. We're talking to Dr. Jay Grimstead, talking about a book he co-authored, Rebuilding Civilization on the Bible, Proclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Um, many Bible-believing Christians have largely missed uh, Jesus' view as well as the Bible's view on the all-important issue of the kingdom of God. What is your organization's view of the kingdom of God, and why, in your mind, is this so important for all the rest of us in the body of Christ? Thank you for asking that question, Bill. What uh, I want you to know that, as a long-term evangelical and raised in a Christian church and gone through Christian everything, you know, till I grew up, yep. I never had the foggiest notion of the real view of the kingdom of God, which I believe I have now. And it's simply this. The, the kingdom of God is that when Jesus came, it was indeed God coming to earth, and he started a kingdom right then, a new kingdom, different from the Davidic kingdom, but based upon the principles of the Davidic kingdom. And his idea, and what he said was, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all creatures. And he said, uh, uh, that we should get them to uh, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey and observe all that he had taught. And so the kingdom of God is essentially uh, anywhere where Jesus Christ rules as King, as Lord, as Lord and Savior where his principles written in the Bible are employed, are believed, and functionable. And uh, so the kingdom of God can be working in a pagan society within a certain business or within a certain school or within a certain set of families, a bunch of homeschool families, or within a broadcasting company uh, or within a, a sports arrangement. Wherever a group of people uh, commit themselves in covenant to obey the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the Bible, that's where the kingdom of God is. And the idea is we don't have to wait for Jesus to come back for the kingdom to begun. It began 
the very day he rose from the dead, Amen. and all authority in heaven and earth was given to him then. Mm-hmm. When he comes back the second time to and starts the judgment day and that whole scene, when he comes back, the Father will not give him any more authority over heaven and earth than he was given when he rose from the dead and was seated at the right hand of the Father. So we believe the kingdom of God is going on right now, and it can expand uh, as far as we care to take it. Will the church take it uh, very far? Well, I hope so. Right now in America and Canada and Europe, we have real kind of wimpy Christianity with a lot of crazy uh, 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 falsehood and mm-hmm. heresy and all of this. Absolutely. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, the kingdom of God is where Jesus reigns as king, uh, whether it's a little group or whatever. And the post-millennialists believe it'll really happen that the whole world will be turned to Christ uh, sometime before he comes back. And the others believe, the premillennialists believe Christ will come back before the whole world is, is turned. And that's a discussion, by the way, we uh, we leave out, we do not ha- have uh, any statement on eschatology okay. other than in our Kingdom of God document about the last statement, uh, item number 25. We mentioned that no uh, specific eschatology has ever been considered the orthodox doctrine. That is... Uh, we have to leave freedom for people to be either premillennialists mm-hmm. or postmillennialists or amillennialists, like actually I am. I'm, I'm an optimistic amillennialist. <laughs> I think a tremendous percentage of the planet and a number of nations are going to be thoroughly Christianized and have governments that want to run by the Bible and so on. But I, I, I'm not quite, I guess, a, maybe a full postmillennialist. Not up that that matters, but... We promote the idea that everybody ought to be able to have their own eschatology and leave them alone. Don't bother them. <laughs> Let them believe what they want about eschatology. Well, let me follow up with that one one last question. Again, we're talking with Dr. Jay Grimstead, uh, co-author of the book Rebuilding Civilization on the Bible, Proclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Before we let you go, you were just mentioning uh, how you are uh, so optimistic that those Christians who believe in the full inspiration of the Bible will soon begin to stand together in agreement with a new global theological unity so that many denominations, many groups, many organizations will basically believe the same of those same basic doctrines of historic Orthodox Christianity. Share a little bit about that uh, with the, the remaining time that we have together. Yes, yes. Uh the uh, <clears throat> a group uh, under uh, uh, well a group called U.S. Center for World Mission Ralph Winter started yes. it. It's now called Frontier Adventures. They got sociologists to figure out every century what percentage of the world population was non-Christian and which was Christian. They found out in 100 A.D. their best shot is that there were 361 non-Christians to every one Christian. Every hundred years, it's grown. The Christian number has grown in relationship and the ratio. So that by, get this, 1950, 5-0, the ratio was 21 non-Christians 
to one Christian. Mm. Amazing growth that far. Well, then by 1980, with the help of the computer, uh, it was 13 to 1. In just 30 years, the number of Christians on the planet almost doubled in 30 years, almost doubled. And then it really did double again from 1980 to 2010. The ratio in 1980 was 13 to 10. The ratio in 2010 was seven to, I mean, 13 to one, mm-hmm. 13 non-Christians to one Christian. The ratio was seven non-Christians to one Christian in, 19, in 2010. Every 30 years, it's been doubling. And <clears throat> if this keeps up 30 years from now, 20, 2017 to 2047, the ratio could be, if it's, if the growth rate stays the same, the ratio should be one-to-one around 2047. Uh, and if that keeps going a little bit into the future, we're going to run out of non-Christians to evangelize at all. Mm. So that, that's good news about yes. just the raw statistics, the speed with which Christianity taken over. In Europe, I'm pardon me, in China and India, there are 30,000 to 40,000 brand-new Christians by evangelism every day, every day, 30 to 40,000 in both those nations. They are actually taking over the nation, not by force or guns or organization. I just live in a Christian life and trying to do what Jesus said. And they, they're seen by the non-Christians, and non-Christians in every nation that own companies and factories and offices are wanting to hire Christians rather than the people that don't believe in Jesus because they're so honest. They give a hard day's work. They don't call in with a hangover and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I want to tell you, exciting. Let me just tell you, we're talking about uh, a new book, Rebuilding Civilization on the Bible, Proclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Just to give you a quick flavor before we have to um, conclude our time together. Articles, uh, as we talked about, uh, theological documents on biblical inerrancy, uh, on the on the omniscience of God, uh, talking about uh, the eternal faith of unbelievers, the Trinity, the unity of the body of Christ, uh, Christian civic duties, uh, homosexuality, a biblical approach approach to counseling, the sanctity of human life, and that's just a, a sample. Again, the name of the book is Rebuilding Civilization on the Bible, Reclaiming the Truth on 24 Controversial Issues. Great for homeschoolers, great for that guide if uh, God's leading you or your uh, one of your uh, children to seminary with that appendix. And, of course, uh, Dr. Jay Grimstead, along with a co-author, Eugene Calvin Klingman, um, has put this together. And uh, uh, Dr. Grimstead, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. It was a pleasure spending some time with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here, Bill. God bless you. And God bless you, my friend. All righty, more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. 
Israel's minister of intelligence says President Trump's decision not to recertify the Iran nuclear deal signals the administration's resolve to counter the threat Iran poses. Israel Katz says Mr. Trump's move sets the stage for increasing pressure and for fixing some of the flaws in the dangerous nuclear agreement, which in its present form will allow Iran to develop a nuclear capability in the not-so-distant future. The wildfires sweeping across Northern California claimed the life of a 14-year-old boy and left his parents and older sister hospitalized with severe burns. The Shepherd family tried to escape down a mountain from their remote Redwood Valley home north of San Francisco early Monday. Neighbor Paul Hansen survived the flames that he described as resembling a nuclear blast, then found the Shepherds on the ground outside their home and called for help. On Wall Street, the Dow by 31 points. This is SRN News. Are you ready to really learn the Bible? Come to Bible College. This is Dr. Rod White, the founder of Sola Scriptura Bible College. My heart's desire is to make Bible College accessible to all who really want to know the Scriptures for themselves. Call me at 727-614-6372 for an info packet. Now finances and time are no longer the issues. Are you ready? Are you ready to learn the Bible? Your investment is a mere $1,000 a year for everything. Classes held only two Saturdays a month. Classroom setting under the mentoring of professors with earned degrees. Study every chapter in the Bible. Call me at 727-614-6372 for an info packet. Come journey with us into the mind and heart of God. 727-614-6372. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one. One call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Well, friend, just remember this. As a believer in Christ, we are sinners saved by grace. Uh, Now, if you don't have the Lord, you're a sinner lost. But thank God if you have Jesus, he's washed away your sin through the blood that he shed on the cross at Calvary. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Thank you for the amazing job you've done in moving my first book forward in the publishing process. Ludie Cotton Darnell's book, Ashley, Alex, and the Mystery Twins, was published with Zulon Press. This is an exciting time for me. Have you got a book for a Christian audience? Want to control the publishing process? Your free publishing guide is at ChristianPublishing.com. I thank the Lord that Zulon Press has made it possible. Visit Zulon Press for your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Those new pencils are looking a bit short now. 
The lunchbox has a few scratches, and unfortunately, the doubts about your child's school you had in August have proven true. It's not too late to change. At ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find quality private schools like Elfers Christian for half off the first year's tuition. Elfers Christian School in Newport Ritchie is well known for small class sizes, caring teachers, and Christ-centered teaching. Limited half-off tuitions are available now at ChristianTuitions.com. We're back. It's Friday afternoon. That means it's time for Movie Guy. And today, I think for the first time in the history of our relationship, we have both Dr. Ted Bear and Ben Kaiser with us. And in a moment, you'll know why we're doing uh, the dynamic duel here. But I remind you that MovieGuide.org is uh, not only a biweekly journal, wonderful website at MovieGuide.org, MovieGuide.org. For you to uh, understand exactly what movies are coming out and their relationship to being something suitable for your Christian worldview family. And uh, I think it's the best uh, evaluation site out there. But let me bring in my two guests this afternoon. And I want to start right off the bat this afternoon with uh, the just what we are seeing day after day, Dr. Bear, with Harvey uh, Weinstein and um, what what this represents to what may have been going on in the sector of Hollywood where do you start with that, Dr. Bear? Well, I'm going to start at the uh, beginning. You know, I've known Harvey Weinstein. Now, not <laughs> I'm not close friends with Harvey Weinstein, but many, many years ago, a friend of mine who was a, a very lovely Oklahoma corn-fed, her father was the co-owner of uh, Walmart. That was his brother-in-law, Sam Walton's brother-in-law. She brought a movie into Harvey Weinstein called Gordy. And she came out when we met her after the meeting, trembling. You know, he had said all sorts, oh, you're just a words I can't say on your radio program. And you just like to, and I can't say that on the radio mm. program. So I guess nobody knows what I'm talking about on the radio program. <laughs> and Harvey's been doing this for a long time. But, you know, in the media, I've been in the media 71 years. Uh, this has been going on. Everybody could go back uh, to Fanny Arpmokel, who went to jail and was convicted of doing something horrible that we can't talk about the radio. So, so this has gone on for a long time. I actually was just in Wisconsin with a couple of really strong Christian leaders, and they were all depressed. I said, this is great news. This is wonderful news. You know, the Bible says to commend the good and expose the fruitless works of darkness. So before I expose the fruitless works of darkness, I want to commend Bill Bunkley and the wonderful show you do. Now that I've done that, mm. this, this you know, exposition of the bad brings them face to face with their hypocrisy. Hypocrisy in Greek, you know, meant that you were wearing a mask. And the whole entertainment industry, or a lot of it, is filled with good people, but there are also a lot of the sexual abuse. And there was just an article out today from some... University of Central Florida. I don't know where that is. It must be near you. Near Orlando. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, just very, I'm listening very attentively. <laughs> Content analysis of 48 hours of primetime television reveals that sexual harassment on television is highly visible. 
In fact, 84% of the shows contain at least one incident of sexual harassment. In fact, I went to a breakfast place the other day, and they were showing The Office, and there was a couple of incidents of sexual harassment there. Uh, One where somebody spanked somebody in the office, Mm. which everybody thinks is funny. Mm. But the fact of the matter is that this is... You know, getting into the minds of our children, our grandchildren, it's producing a toxic culture. And this opportunity is an opportunity for Hollywood to change. I did Sky News on Wednesday. All of these people say, well, would you forgive Harvey? And I said, yes, we're in the forgiveness business. We're Christians. Would you grant him mercy? Yes. But I said he still has to pay the penalty. Even Paul in the Bible recognizes that he has to go through the court system and appeal mm-hmm. to Caesar. The penalty is there. I used to be at the U.S. Attorney's Office. Everybody you're prosecuting at the U.S. Attorney's Office says, grant me mercy. Help me. I Please forgive me. I, I repent. Now, whether they mean it or not, the question is they still have to pay the penalty for what they've done. So Harvey needs to pay the penalty, but he has to be an example to the rest of the people in Hollywood, Price and all the other ones that are coming up every day, who are engaging in illicit – and think it's funny. They Mm -hmm. think that it's enjoyable. They think that people want to do it with this person. So I'm hoping that Harvey comes to Christ, but I'm also hoping that Hollywood and everybody else has the courage to prosecute him. You know, Woody Allen got off scot-free for raping his, uh, you know, adopted daughter Mm -hmm. at a very young age in her attic. This has gone on for so many years, and everybody's turned a deaf ear. I think the best thing now is that people are actually speaking out. So that's my opinion. Mm. Dr. Bear, um, when you think, you know, even as far as we are probably about as far as way, far away as one could get in the lower 48 from uh, Hollywood and, and you guys are in California, but even all the way here, I can just tell you through the years, you know, everyone has sort of, uh, you know, mumbled, well, you know, uh, I wonder, you know, what kind of things she had to do to make it to the top is is that just uh, is that just uh, gossip or uh, are there a whole lot more women who um and I, I guess in today's culture guys as well but my first default is the woman women out there and that is uh uh to be able to 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 follow these dreams and quote unquote make it to the top has this been a pretty widespread practice i'm not saying 100% but I, but is this pretty well widespread and everybody law enforcement uh just sort of turned their heads away because it was Hollywood? Well, you've asked a couple of questions, and I don't want to steal Ben's time. I mean, one question is everybody turned their eyes away. Um, A friend of mine who is a lawyer who moved back to Texas, but he was the number one independent uh, attorney, said that Hollywood, uh, you know, is so powerful, and Harvey Weinstein was so powerful, that nobody wants to challenge him. They do illegal things quite often. Yet you wouldn't get away with when I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, with a corporation. A corporation doing the same thing Mm. would be taken to the woodshed by the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, and my attorney friend pointed out, nobody can get elected without Hollywood. Nobody can get elected without uh, Harvey owned several uh, magazines that were very important. You needed his support. So the mayor of New York would not pay attention to it. Nobody would would uh, destroy their own political career just to expose Harvey Weinstein. But there's a deeper issue here, and I'm going to try to see whether Ben uh, has a word to say about it, is this has occurred 
uh, to everybody. And there was a, a DVD a couple of years ago or last year, a documentary about young boys that were being abused in Hollywood, Corey Feldman and mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, what uh, – and. I don't remember the exact name of the, the documentary, but and Bill mentioned it as well. But this happens to, to men as well. Uh, just a few days ago, Terry Crews, who hosted our Movie Guide Awards last year, uh, tweeted about a situation where he was uh, uh, sexually assaulted by a uh, uh, powerful Hollywood figure in, in a restaurant, in a public restaurant in front of his wife. This wow. guy came and assaulted him. So it's, it, it's a, uh, you know, definitely is a widespread problem, but also, look at the movies and the TV shows that people are consuming. Movie, TV shows like Game of Thrones, where there's frequently sexual violence against women and, and incest that's practically celebrated, and people are taking this in as entertainment. Um, there's definitely a double standard, and people need to start waking up that uh, what they see on the screen. And, you know, if it doesn't affect them, it's affecting someone, mm-hmm. and and there are victims at at stake. So, uh, yeah, definitely that needs to be addressed and taken care of. And this doesn't just stop at the door of Hollywood. You know, I have nine grandchildren. Eight of them are young girls, uh, nine and under, and I don't want this to happen to them. I was with a person yesterday who said a Christian who fled uh, persecution in Syria, which you're going to help with. Mm-hmm. And he was in New York. He was driving a cab. He said, I put his daughter into a, a public school, and she went into the bathroom, and somebody took advantage of her in the bathroom, and he mm-hmm. told the school. And people. So this is everywhere. Mm. And, and people have got to realize this isn't somebody else's child. These are our children. These are the future of America. These are, the, these are people who are coming over, let's say, from uh, Christians from Syria or whatever, who don't want to be abused. Why would we be a culture that is treating young people so, who are so vulnerable in such a – and if you read the New Yorker article, many times you get the same refrain, this destroyed my life. Mm-hmm. For six months, I couldn't you know, even have a relationship. For years, I couldn't think about you know, whatever it is, SEX or whatever. This destroys people's life. So, yeah, it has to stop. Do we believe in forgiveness? Yes. When Mel Gibson went through his problems, I did a national secular show, and they said, would you forgive Mel? Of course I'd forgive him. Mm-hmm. But he still has to, you know, come up to come face-to-face with the problems, and I think Mel's done that. I think Harvey has to do it in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Bear, I know that you have to leave, but uh, I know you are uh, – uh, I know you have a little announcement because you are a grandpa again, so – Tell us about uh, how your daughter's doing and uh, got a new little one in your family. Well, my daughter is doing, she is delighted, and the little one is absolutely gorgeous with beautiful blonde hair and just, happy. of course, you know, every parent and grandparent feels that their children are the most beautiful in the world, but I know that mine are the most beautiful. <laughs> but this this impacts me more than you can imagine because tomorrow I have to do my first press junket. <laughs> I haven't done press junkets in years, so i got to interview well, who do I interview tomorrow? Greg Kinnear. And, and Renee Zaywager. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me say it again. Uh, and then I got to interview Denzel Washington. And she used to do all this. I was so happy that somebody had taken that off my shoulders. So I've got to train Ben to do the rest of them. But I appreciate it. I love you. And Bill's good. Ben's going to talk to you about two movies. So I'm going to let you go and go visit my granddaughter who's just a few days old because I've been on the road and I want to see her and give her a big hug. Congratulations, Dr. Bear, and we are glad everybody's fine and you go enjoy that little bundle of joy. Thank you. 
All right. Bill Bunkley here. It is Movie Guide. It's Friday afternoon. That means uh, we are visiting with our good friends uh, out in California. Mind you that uh, movieguide.org, there's an article right now that I very much uh, suggest that you uh, review. It's a Hollywood exec Harvey Weinstein fired for sexual harassment claims. And uh, I've been looking forward to, uh, not looking forward to why we were having this conversation today, but uh, looking forward to having a this discussed uh, out in the open. Ben Kaiser is with us and uh, got a couple of movies we want to cover here. Uh, one is Six Below and then uh, Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Let's start with Six Below. Not not really a, a high-rated one with you guys, it looks like here. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, but not necessarily a great one. It's a survivalist drama. It's based on a true story about this... Uh, uh, this uh, uh, Olympic, uh, he, he was training to be an Olympic ice hockey player, and uh, but he, he got into drugs because of his uh, poor relationship with his father, and his life just went downhill. So one day he he, he needs to uh, get away from from his home a little bit. He goes snowboarding on a mountain and gets stranded. He injures his leg and he's stuck out there in the mountain. And uh, Josh Hartnett plays this character, and while he's on the mountain, he sort of uh, has this spiritual reckoning where he's coming to grips with his past, his present, and and his belief with God. And through it all, his mother is is praying for him. And uh, in in real life, he he ends up surviving, but he ends up turning his life to uh, to Jesus and becoming a Christian, and and just completely transforming his life. So this is kind of a survivalist uh, drama. It was a Fathom event. Uh, I, I know it was I played once this past week. I'm not entirely sure if they're going to be playing it again soon. But if it doesn't, it will be coming out on DVD as well soon. So keep your eye out for it. It does have some some moments where it's not as dramatic as it could be. That's why we ended up giving it uh, three stars. And there is some cautionary elements because there's some brief foul language and uh, some implied uh, drug use as well as some moderate violence. So definitely be cautious about it. But we, we were really inspired by the uplifting, uh, transformative uh, ending. So it is, a, it is a touching story. All right. That's a content minus two, little caution there, and quality is three. And let's talk about Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Uh, this one um, also was uh, not exactly coming in as the best well-made movie as uh, reviewed by Movie Guy. What's your thoughts on this one? So Goodbye, Christopher Robin is actually about the author of the Winnie the Pooh series, A.A. Uh, a. Milne, and, uh, who, who wrote the books after serving in World War I. He's a, a British author. And it's actually it's a really interesting story, but it does have a few negative marks. That's why we gave it a, a lower rating. But it's still a, a, a really fascinating movie. Uh, it, when he comes back from World War I, A.A. Uh, a. Milne has PTSD, and he's, he's trying to become a writer, and uh, he's just having serious writer's block. He's having trouble. So he decides to move his uh, family out to the countryside, and his little son, Christopher Robin, who goes by the name Billy, uh, asks his dad to, to write a book about him, about his life. So Milne actually starts uh, writing his uh, children's series, Winnie the Pooh, based off of his son's uh, teddy bears and his uh, son's uh, animals. So uh, the Winnie the Pooh uh, uh, series comes out, and it's actually a big hit. But that that fame creates a whole other set of problems. So there's a uh, the the reason we gave it a minus one because this is a, a PG movie that they're kind of heralding as a um, family movie. 
but we, we had to give it some negative marks because there's, there's a lot of dysfunctional family elements. The, the mother is not as present as she should be, and the father as well, when he becomes famous, uh, is not as pre- present in his son's life. And uh, there's a lot of uh, problems that come with fame. So there's some heavier elements that just make it not as wholesome as it could be. Uh, you know, it is based on a true story, so there's not much that can be done about that. So while it is fairly clean, uh, you know, it, it might be one that only, you know, older teenagers or adults will be able to fully appreciate. And uh, as far as the quality uh, goes, it's it's really well done, except for the fact that some of the storylines get a little convoluted. So the, the script writing could have been a, a tad better. Uh, but this one, uh, you know, has a lot of positive aspects, especially in the fact that little Billy, his nanny, is this very committed Christian uh, uh, lady, and she's uh, prays with with the little boy and imparts a lot of Christian wisdom, and that was a really positive thing to see in the movie. So we did like this one. Uh, it's one of the better movies that, that came out in, in recent weeks. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, Goodbye, Christopher Robin, and you can read the full review for that at movieguide.org. And I want to remind you that movieguide.org is your one stop to find out uh, not only about uh, important um, dialogue and articles about the issues of the day like uh, uh, Mr. Weinstein and then also these two movies and others. And, again, that website is movieguide.org. That's movieguide.org. Well, Ben, as always, thank you for being with us this afternoon. And uh, I'm going to be uh, out of pocket next week. I don't know what we're going to do yet uh, in terms of that. I'm going to be out of the country, but look forward to our next time together. Absolutely. Safe travels, Bill. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. Bye. All right. All right. It's Friday afternoon, and uh, let me just take a moment to uh, ask you to keep me in your prayers. Tomorrow afternoon, I'll be departing uh, Tampa by way of London flying nonstop Tampa to London, then I'm going to be boarding a flight from London to Beirut, Lebanon, and uh, get in there uh, Sunday. And we're going to be uh, going in, and uh, there's some Christian sites there in Lebanon, but uh, also there's about uh, 2 million refugees uh, that have fled ISIS from Iraq uh, through Syria across the mountains into the Bekaa Valley there in Lebanon. Also, there's um, uh, Christians who were caught in the crossfire of the Syrian civil war. And you know that uh, the Syrian uh, leader was using uh, gas, a Syrian gas. And so uh, we have uh, a lot of our brothers and sisters uh, who are in a huge uh, conglomeration of tent cities. So Heart for Lebanon is um, a ministry that uh, you might remember from last Christmas. And so uh, there's a handful of us are going to go in and um, look forward to coming back and sharing some testimonies as the year um, continues to move toward uh, uh, Christmas time. And, uh, but anyway, if you would just uh, obviously uh, keep uh, me in your prayers, also keep uh, Mrs. Bunkley and Zach in your prayers as well. And um, there's um, just going to be an opportunity to, to um, you know, really understand what's happening there. And it's probably not going to be uh, at all a pleasant sight or even uh, pleasant some of the interviews. So we're going to do what we can uh, to make a difference there in that part of the world. Well, coming up in a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, Membership Matters. Uh, that's part one of a two-part um, series. Comes from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And uh, being saved is very important. I'm not going to steal 
uh, my pastor's uh, thunder, but uh, uh, this would be a great one to listen to as you're on your way home. So keep us in your prayers. Look forward to being with you uh, about a week from Monday. Until then, have a blessed, blessed weekend and a blessed week, and we'll see you soon. God bless. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.